Welcome to Next Level Healing. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Perry. For 25 years, I've helped professionals, first responders, celebrities, Olympians, teachers, moms, dads, and people just like you achieve their results better and faster than they thought possible. This is where measurable modern science meets the quantum. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. Hey, everybody. I'm here with my mother, Lois Selby Perry. Say hi, Mom. Hi, everybody. We just celebrated Mom's 90th birthday. Um, So people people are asking, what does she do to be so fit and lively and sharp at 90? So that's kind of what this interview is about. It's about longevity with Lois. Uh, That's her new Instagram. So feel free to check out Longevity with Lois at Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe and like and all that good stuff. And if these give you good value, um, please do click subscribe so that others will know to check it out. So gosh, where to start? Um, I've known her a long time. <laughs> oh, imagine that. Must be quiet, but I thought of it. So just right off the bat, people look at you, they're like, oh my goodness, I want to be like that when I'm 90. What would be some of the top, I don't know, five things that you recommend to people to pay attention on, to focus on? Actually, I would like to mention something really quick uh, because a year ago we had a little scary incident and it's a scary incident that often is what I would say is the kiss of death uh, for older people. Um, She was walking down um, 2nd Street in Long Beach and hit one of the bike racks she was looking up and hit the bike rack, uh, slammed onto the pavement and split her kneecap into 13 pieces. Fortunately, a good Samaritan came along and uh, helped her out. And uh, we got her to a hospital and she luckily got a great surgeon. Thank God this guy did not put a lot of pins in. He basically put a big rubber band around it and hoped that it would heal. And uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about how we uh, managed that. But she bounced back so quickly and so vibrantly. And within a very short amount of time, she was scampering up and down steps. Um, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and spoil that one. Oh, well. So, so, uh-huh. um, but basically, she was in the hospital and I said, Mom, take a picture of yourself. You're going to be the fastest Healy case on record. Because I know from the work that I do, the power of the subconscious mind is phenomenal. When you harness it to get it speed healing, um, we made her two audio tapes to program the subconscious mind, which, of course, is 90 to 95% of our brains, uh, to speed heal that patella, the kneecap. Uh, and also, since when one is immobilized at an older age, uh, well, at any age, really, and the muscle tends to atrophy, and that tends to create that downward spiral where, spiral where the muscle is atrophying, the bone is atrophying. And so we made her a virtual gym because studies have shown that if a muscle thinks it's working, even if it's not working, it will actually respond to get stronger. So she was very diligent about listening to these two audios every single day. And fortunately, within a very short amount of time, a couple of months, three months, she was scampering up and down stairs. Thank God. And um, so uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. What was that experience like? Um, you always go into things with a positive attitude and 
This was no different. You didn't get set back. You didn't get discouraged. It's no fun to be immobilized for that amount of time. No, but I, I never thought that it was going to be the end of anything. I, I knew that it was a a uh, glitch in my in uh, all the fun I was having because I never thought of being old. I just, uh, in fact, on this birthday party that we had, it was such fun. I had more fun at the 90th birthday party than I did my 80th or my 70th or my 60th. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just looking forward to what's coming next. I think life is so interesting that uh, there's so much to do and so much interesting to see that uh, I wasn't about to get laid up if there's any possibility of not. And uh, I knew, I always had in my mind uh, while I was laying there that um, I could see myself running around still. And um, I used to, when I was a kid, run up and down the hills around. I grew up on a farm, which is pretty fortunate for me because I had all the good stuff available to me. But I, I love nature, and I love to be out in the trees, and I would go out across the road into the into the Ohio hills and and run up and down the hills and roll around in the leaves. And uh, I just have always felt that uh, at the time I wasn't aware of how healing and uh, energetic and uh, restorative nature was, but I was always drawn to it. And, of course, we had animals, and I was very active. I we raised horses, and I grew up on the top of them and under them and mucking them and just about everything else. So it was a healthy life to begin with, but it um, it morphed into realizing that how much the food meant to my body and being healthy enough to enjoy life without having aches and pains and uh, being laid up with this or that and having to take medications for this or that, which I have never taken any. And it uh, it left my body willing and able to take care of itself and heal itself and uh, enjoy life, which I do. I enjoy life and I always look forward. I can't, 90 does, doesn't mean anything to me. It's just, it's just, uh, it was a fun party, but it's just another day. And uh, it, to enjoy and go on and uh, have uh, have uh, so much that's coming and uh, is there now that um, that's a long answer, but I guess uh, the first advance work. And uh, yes, if you're asking the question, um, how many candles did we put on our cake? We put all 90 on, yes, and uh, made sure we had a uh, fire rigid hand. <laughs> And, um, but it was a joy to uh, do that and to have her blow out the candles. Uh, she invited everybody at the party to join in the fun, and we have pictures of that. Uh, lots of pictures uh, on the website and on the Instagram, and uh, everybody had an absolutely fabulous time. And yeah, yeah. we had uh, two professional musicians there. Um, I live in Nashville, so we're very blessed with fabulous musicians. Um, a lot of my friends are musicians, and uh, one of them wrote a song just for her called The Arabian. My mother won a Lifetime Achievement Award for raising Arabian horses. Um, and that's a whole story as well. I, I do want to kind of call attention because we take so much for granted uh, today. Uh, we kind of complain if we have to wait for five minutes for a cup of coffee or Amazon's a day late delivering something. Um, and in 1933, which was the year my mother was born, Gosh, I think they still delivered ice for ice boxes. I think they did, yes. Uh, I certainly didn't have television and cell phones and all the things that distract us now that we could go out and we had to go out and have our fun outdoors. Yeah. Created for ourselves. 
And when she talks about the good stuff on farm, you're talking about clean water, clean food. Yeah. Um, activity. Yeah, activity. Yeah. And the beauty, my, my dad loved beauty. And we, we not only had Arabian horses, but we had, uh, we had all kinds of animals, pigs, horses, sheep. And, and we, we ate a lot of the produce that was on our animals and big vegetable gardens. And he loved flowers. And, uh, and so it was a, it was not just a farm, but it was a beautiful setting to raise up. And I didn't even realize it at the time, although I appreciated it, how much that means to your body. And uh, so I tried to incorporate that as much. You need a little bit of beauty and a few flowers around every day. <laughs> we have tips like this on longevity. <laughs> um, I, I would say attitude has got to be one of the big things. Absolutely. Um, you know, my mother's always had a positive attitude. Uh, you know, I'm always looking at the best and even if there's not, uh, uh, an abundance of stuff, um, you seem to make the most of whatever's there and, uh, great appreciation for what's there very much. And that has a lot to do with it too. I am so grateful for right where I am and what I have. And there are lots of ups and downs and we all have had them. And believe me, I have had them, uh, disappointments and, and, uh, things haven't turned out the way you want, but I've always felt happy inside. And I thought, well, okay, um, whatever's coming is coming. And it finally does. But, uh, you let yourself get down and that's a tough hole to get out of. And I've seen so many people around do that, but I said, I don't think so. I don't think I want that. <laughs> And you were into positive thinking way yeah. before it became a popular thing, way before The Secret. And what's the book that you oh, actually put on your hands to one hand that wrote The Power of Positive Thinking? It was, uh, was it Andrew Carnegie? Somebody way back. It was a red book or something that we just did a little Instagram thing. Do you remember the name of that one? Um, I don't have a hand at the moment. But it was all about the law of attraction and basically thinking and feeling the feeling of whatever it is that you desire because the feelings are truly magnetic and the trick is to have those feelings uh being prominent and paramount yes and you have to be not always foremost in your mind but it has to always be there in your mind and you, you feel it and see it no matter what else you're doing so that uh it had it kind of ruminates and uh and eventually uh comes from the invisible or the subconscious into the conscious and into whatever whatever's leading you to do. It may not be bang bang, it may not be the thing you're expecting. And a lot of times it isn't, but it's a lot more fun. And it's usually the right thing. So what we do, you mentioned that that the accident didn't uh interest me in slowing down a little more because I was never I was never a rush rush person. I was never, I guess the right word is uh, stressed. I was never stressed and pinched. But after the accident, and it's true, it sure takes a lot out of your body in a short time. But when you have to lay in bed for three months, uh, not being able to bend or use your leg. So I learned out of that to slow down. And I can still get the same things done. I can still get to where I want to get. Maybe five more minutes, but... Uh, I can still get there, and I'm so glad that I can. So um, that's the way it's been going ever since. It's getting better and better, back and back all the time. Uh, 
And I kept telling everybody when we were, I've always told Lindenbauer that for years. I've always said, I'm going to live to 120. So that's so prominent in my mind that 90 is kind of midlife. <laughs> so that's kind of the way I do feel. I keep saying, no, this is just, this is just one step in the road. And then it makes it much more interesting. Very interesting. And we do have a video of uh, Lois, gosh, I want to say two months ago, scampering up and down a ladder. <laughs> yeah. We had a big flood at the house I'm staying in right now. And uh, because of the water heater, and they had to take the home downstairs out and, and uh, close it up and disinfect it and all that. So the only way I, I was upstairs, the only way I could get into the, my room was to climb up an uh, extension ladder outside. Uh, and this is a full ball ladder. I ought to be right now. It's like a fireman's ladder. <laughs> and hit the first roof and then go with another ladder and get up to my room. So I learned, uh, I learned that I could do a lot of things without, uh, without, uh, thinking that I couldn't. And, uh, it's, uh, it's been great. It's been great. I was the water years the stairs now. <laughs> and I want to mention, um, mental acuity. Uh, I mean, I still, like if I'm busy, it's like mom did time to research something for me. She is sharp as a tack. And what would you say about the role of curiosity in that? Well, I think it's huge. Even Einstein said that about curiosity was even more important than knowledge. And uh, and uh, it uh, without curiosity, you know, what are you doing? Just living each life every day the same old way. Uh, you, you can't see the possibilities out there unless uh, you're curious about them and you think about them and uh, you imagine them, imagining that which is and imagination turns into reality if you keep it there and make it and have that, have that emotion to go with it and that feeling that, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I love the saying, uh, curiosity beats uh, smart. Yeah, we, yeah. So, um, a very interesting aspect of your life was that you, uh, your father, was uh, enamored with Arabian horses, mm -hmm. and uh, he went over to England because there were uh, there was a, a woman there that had uh, one of the finest Arabians ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, Arabian Brady Farms. Yeah, and uh, her story and the story of the woman she got her horse from. Lady Anne Blunt mm -hmm. uh, was fascinating. Uh, uh, she, Lady Anne Blunt, was so enamored with these Arabians. Now, this is an upper crust English woman and who went to live with the Bedouins in the desert in the Saudi in Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. um, because these horses were rare and precious, and they wouldn't sell them. Uh, they, if they liked you, they they would transact for the horses. But uh, short of that. You weren't going to get these horses. <laughs> you might get the does, but you won't get the real horses. Yeah. So uh, tell us about that. Tell us about uh, growing up with that, um, learning about that, um, preserving this bloodline, taking it on for um, the number of the years that you did. Well, I didn't grow up with them. That's all I could remember. Even as a kid, I used to, it was just fun looking back. Uh, my dad had imported, among other things, uh, one of the Arabian stallions, a white, beautiful white Arabian stallion that actually had been, been to war in the desert. He even had a saber cut on his jaw. And uh, I was 
I was under. We were under the uh, the manager's son, and I would be under his. He was so sweet under his uh, feet in the stall, mush brushing his underbelly, and we could only reach up so far. So when he came in, the the horse looked beautiful up so far, and then the rest of it was was untouched. It was kind of funny, but anyway, I I I grew up with some of the best ravens probably in the world at that time. Because Lady Anne Blunt had gotten friendly enough with the Arabians in a particular in a particular tribe, because each tribe has different bloodlines, and some are better than others, and uh, so she got very friendly with the ones that had the bloodlines that she was interested in, and was able to bring some back to England. And uh, her daughter, Lady Wentworth, went on with that breeding program. And that was at the time when my dad was traveling for his business. And he saw this little ad. He saw this little ad in a sport magazine while he was languishing in the hotel. And he thought, gee, I'd like to go. That's fascinating. It said, it said, Cravat Farm by appointment only. So that fascinated him enough that he did go and see her and uh, saw some of the beautiful horses that she had. But he had to go a number of times because she was pretty much the same way her mother was. You have to get to know her, and she has to like you, and she has to think that you're going to do a good job with the horses that you take. And uh, so she, after a period of time, she was allowed my dad to get a group of horses and bring to this country because she thought, since the business was in, in its infancy then, uh, that he would do an adequate job for them in this in the United States, which he did. We had people coming because they were rare and beautiful and, and pure. The blood lines were so pure that uh, people all over the country came to buy stock there. And, and uh, it, it, he went on for quite some time until, until I got old enough to want to retire as well. And then I took over, uh, not with the farm, but I... Uh, I took some of the best stock that he had and went on as a second-generation breeder and did that for another 25 years. And uh, so we, uh, we appreciated enjoying the value of the horses and uh, the quality of them. And it was great fun to be able to preserve that in this country because it's, uh, it's not easy. You have to be very careful and you have to be very... You have to call away and be kind of cruel sometimes to what you keep. But um, the blood and I got so pure in this one particular stallion, whose name was Raffles, um, he hadn't been inbred to this bloodline by Lady Wentworth in England. And he hit, his blood was so pure that even seven, eight generations down, people look at it and say, that's a Raffles baby. And if you talk to anybody in the Arabian world, they know raffles. Mm -hmm. They do. Um, so my mother won a Lifetime Achievement Award for raising Arabians. And when she did, I think you got, what, 180 letters from all over the world. Yeah, it was amazing. So um, what kind of a quality do you feel like one has to have to get 180 letters from all over the world? Well, if I had to put it in one word to begin with, uh, which is what was stated in so many of the letters, uh, which is kind of rare in the horse world and the tra horse trading, was honesty. Mm. And uh, I never, I never pretended 
what I had or didn't have. I showed it to them and I explained what the qualities were. And, uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it any other way. So it's funny sometimes I had to, had to not speak of things. People would always ask me to work shows and say, oh, come over and evaluate my horse. I want to see that horse. And then you go and look over and say, oh gosh, what am I going to say about this horse? And so you say, I mean, she has a beautiful tail for snuffing like that. Because I would not tell them that they had what they didn't have. And that's why so many people get in there, because that's so hard to find, I have to admit, in the horse world. That's great to hear. And um, boy, uh, just again, the work that I do with the subconscious mind, uh, it's so powerful to be authentic. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. They write, people recognize it immediately. And they have to deal with the, the hustlers, and they do. They hustle back, but people recognize it when they want what they want. They definitely recognize it. And I think it's Jamie Kern Lima, uh, who's famous all over the world, a wonderful gal, who said there is such release in just being who you really are. Yeah. And I have to, again, say with the work that I'm doing, um, people... It, it's it's like letting go of a 150-pound backpack when you stop trying to be somebody you're not. Yeah. I even, I've been doing little, little videos right now, and, and that was one of them that, why try and be someone else or your wife? Because then you never know who you are, mm -hmm. and you miss out on the beauty and glory of, uh, of that existence, which is, uh, which is um, much more rewarding than anything that you can pretend to be and uh yeah you're right you're right um i interviewed um uh he changed his name uh it, he's going by andrew daniels now uh, but he won the nautilus award and in his book uh why you're still stuck and how to get unstuck um he talks about how you know you can you can be the greatest imitation apple ever but it's still an imitation apple it's never ever going to be a real apple so you might as well just be what you really are because you're the only one of those and that's what's interesting you know you're the only one and you're so unique and interesting the way you are you know if you don't realize that that's kind of too bad because you have much more you're much more influential if you're who you are than trying to be someone else all the time because someone else will come along and be someone else and be better than you are anyway yes <laughs> So what other, um, so we've, we've talked about nutrition, clean water, clean food. Um, I was very lucky because my father uh, was on the board of the Price Pottinger Foundation. So I'm very lucky to grow them with no white flour and no white sugar in the house, which was back when they thought uh, Twickies was a vitamin. That's top food chain for them. And uh, my father also was uh, into Kenneth Cooper. Um, and we now know that he got something was really, really right, Kenneth Cooper, but there's a whole other side picture. Um, for those of you who have looked at my book reviews, Deep Fitness is a book that I really recommend people know because uh, weight training and you're apprised of that and have uh, kept your muscles fit. Yes, that's really important. Maybe not as much as I should, but I know, um, I know weight training is, I walk a lot. And uh, that's good to exercise your body that way. But you do, I don't know any way around. I didn't do it for quite some time when I was younger. And because I was so active, my muscles seemed to work well anyway. But 
Yes, you do need the weight train to keep the tone and development of your muscles, or they're going to deteriorate. You know, they're going to either go up or down. They won't stay the same much as we like it. And yeah, I quite agree with you to that. So um, nutrition, weight training, attitude, uh, what are some other tips and tricks for, um, I would say, playing and being happy? Yeah, they always say, they always say you should laugh every day. Even if there's nobody around, just laugh to yourself. And I was amazed how, how well that works. I mean, I can, I can be tired or get up in the morning or be tired and, and uh, all of a sudden I just start laughing over nothing. And gosh, that makes me feel so much better. It's, it's, it's the vibration that you get from it, I guess. So I think they have something called Buddha yoga, laughing, laughing Buddha yoga or something yeah. like that. Uh, uh, and basically, you know, uh, Norman Cousins talked about it. Uh, mm-hmm. He laughed himself. Oh, yeah. answer. She did. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anything you can do. Um, and being with people, you know, that you care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, community. Yeah, that's really important. The community, really important. Yeah. If you're with, if you're around toxic people, yeah, yeah. Even as a family members, you gotta fix it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they say. Your your family is not your blood relatives. It's the people that care about you, and you care about them, and uh, what you're doing. And uh, that's the other word for community. So yeah, that is, uh, that's important. Because uh, I've got clients that I work with, and uh, when they upgrade their their consciousness, their subconscious, uh, a lot of them find the need to have different friends. Yeah, that's right, a different partner, yeah. and some of them really have to manage their family because they realize, wow, my family's been bringing my down my whole life. You know, mm-hmm. time for time for boundaries, mm-hmm. real serious boundaries. So, your limited amounts of time, if any time at all. No, that's right. I gotta go, mom. <laughs> gotta go, grandma. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, positive environment. Uh, that's great. Um, well, longevity with Lois is the Instagram. Uh, the party was amazing, so you can check out all the pictures there. Um, um, what about creativity? Would you say anything about creativity? Oh, yeah, important to that. I think it's very important. That's that makes your life interesting, uh, not just to be curious, but you can even if you eat, I can't couldn't draw the side of a barn, I don't think, but I can sit and think about things uh, creatively, and I see things, I see little things everywhere that I, oh gosh, isn't that interesting? I'd like to use that for something. So if you start allowing yourself to be creative, be surprised how much around you we've never seen, and how much is much more fun to make, make use of. And she's authored two books. One of them was on the Arabians and Raising the Arabians. And uh, the other is on joy. And uh, it's called Thought Themes. So uh, it's never too late to get creative. That's absolutely right. <laughs> well, thank you, Mom. Uh, this has been delightful and really grateful to share your words of wisdom because uh, I've had people reach out and go, what does she know? I need to know because I want to be like that when I'm 90 and beyond. I say thank you a lot. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll be back with more interviews. And yeah. like, thanks, Mom, for being on the show. If we find more things to do. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Next Level Healing. Please like, subscribe, and let us know how this helped you. 
How can it be even more life-changing? We love hearing from you. And if you're eager to upgrade your life, click the button here or go to consultterra.com and get your free customized GPS map. Get the coordinates for where you are now and where you want to go. Clients consistently report it's faster and easier than they thought possible. Remember, you were meant for more and it is available to you. See you right here next week for our next episode.